We're back like we never left. Episode six of the podcast that no one asked for. Uh, I'm Paulie Bruce, joined as always by Kyle George and Jordan Pensabene. Uh What's going on this week, fellas? I'm dying. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not exhausted. You know, this, this getting old stuff sucks. I'm oh my god, 28, you know, and it's like how oh, washed. They're man. getting old is oh. the worst. The worst, you know, I miss ask, like, I mean, just ask Paulie. He's like yeah, got an ARB card now. I know, Paulie. What are you like? 50 yeah, years? you know. <laughs> sorry, guys. You know, you, I, you know, fucking I'm, I'm, old I'm bastard. That's why. That's I'm why he's on vacation in Florida. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why he's on vacation exactly. in Florida. Right. That's, that's where you exactly. go to retire, as far right? <laughs> yeah. He's going, to go, he's going to pick out his condo and everything. Hey, is this a good place? <laughs> Where's yeah. the Gabagool? <laughs> the pursuit. So if you got, I broke my. So if hip. you guys couldn't tell from our intro, um, just <laughs> all right, Kyle. My hip. Right. So if you couldn't tell from our Ow! intro, this is gonna be a a music. <laughs> this is gonna be a music based episode. We're gonna cover a lot. Um. So first things first, I wanted to cover is the Shit. Netflix documentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Netflix That's the documentary. Last one. Uh, uh, good. Uh, the biggie. I got a story to tell. Um, I know we all watched it. Um, it was it was fantastic. I feel like this yeah. was the the first time that something, whether it be a documentary, a movie, um, that actually provided us with some concrete information into the story of 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 the notorious Big itself. Uh, they had rare footage from street battles to behind the scenes stuff at concert. Um, obviously, you know, Diddy was even involved, which was great to see. Um, Biggie is, is one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, my sister, who's uh, a few years older than me, kind of is what introduced me to hip hop music. And Biggie was her favorite rapper. And he's one of the first rappers that I heard from a very young age. Uh, my mother wasn't thrilled that she introduced me to Biggie, but uh, uh-huh. Biggie's been with me for a long time. Um, the anniversary of his of his death is coming up on March 9th. Um, so it was a perfect time, obviously, for Netflix to release this documentary. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I believe it's it's the first thing that we've gotten that, you know, really hit on the story of Biggie um, from the struggles to to the stardom. And then obviously uh, the unfortunate, unfortunate murder of the notorious B.I.G. What do you guys think of it? Uh, I'll start. So, uh, for me, I was, I, I guess, a generation behind the Biggie era, right? So, like, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. that was that was his heyday, obviously. But I was too young to listen to it, and uh, I didn't really catch on to Biggie until high school. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was always into hip hop and rap, but I didn't really catch on to Biggie until I was in high school, and I was like, yo, this 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 is this is great. This is fantastic. And the thing with the the documentary is it allowed us to kind of take a trip back in time there and just kind of like because the thing with footage obviously is it's like it really it's so cool to see that era just jump out at you and kind of like on on video and, and stuff like that and just just seeing that with your own eyes is, is really awesome because that's just like a moment in time that's just forever there um but the one thing i comp- i had like a kind of a complaint about the the documentary itself is it felt disjointed um and what do i mean by that well so when I say disjointed, I felt like at times it was doing a lot of weird uh, jumping all over the place. And I wasn't really understanding. Yes. Like, that's I do agree with felt, that. Okay. So I'm glad I'm not the only one read it, like who, who viewed it that way. Because yeah, no. it, definitely, it definitely felt like they were jumping and all of a sudden they're like, well, he was selling crack. And then he was doing this. And then you're just kind of like, well, what? 
because I thought they were going to go. They started off with the intro where it's the the parade and they were celebrating him. And then it goes back in time. So I was like, oh, they're probably going to explain everything leading up. And then they start they started with the music and then they went back a little bit in time. And then they talked about the crack. He was doing crack. And then they were talking about this other guy who was introducing him to jazz and all that other stuff. And that kind of felt like a side story. And then they were like, oh, this other guy was here. He was killed. And then I'm just like, all right. But what I did like about the movie as a whole is it kind of set the the backdrop and kind of uh, it talked about his upbringing and how he lived his life. Um, and it just kind of gave you that insight that you really, you really just didn't have uh normally right like i you know I've yeah kind of and it was awesome they had his mom in it too yeah like to yeah. have his mom's perspective which was nice and i didn't yeah. i mean i knew that the documentary was coming out but i didn't really read up much on it and i didn't even know she was in it so i i thought that was just an awesome you know an awesome insight too for her to to, to give a part in it was hilarious though how they were like what'd you think about your son selling crack and i was just like wow that's <laughs> That's a little uh, up front, but all right. <laughs> did, you, did you hear, uh, I forgot who it was, I think it was Biggie's boy was telling a story about like he had the crack on the the ledge of the window. Yes. She and thought it was, was dried potatoes. And she thought it was mashed potatoes. Yeah. And she was like, you really can't be leaving your mashed yeah. potatoes out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of snitching going on in that video, <laughs> that documentary. I was just like, God, is, are yeah, they right? past the statute of limitations or something? Holy shit. <laughs> It's like, I was selling crack. I was selling this. I was doing that. I was like, my guy, you were just like, this is evidence. What are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Jordan, what did you think, bud? So, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. It was pretty, like, informative. Kyle, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you where, you know, we're a generation behind where we, when we didn't grow up with Biggie. Like, Biggie had already passed by the time we were, like, old enough to kind of, like, appreciate yeah. him. Which which sucks. But, like, his music is so is so good. And just getting the backstory of of everything. It was very informative for me because I listened to Biggie, but I didn't know like the whole backstory about everything about growing up and selling, you know, drugs and stuff like that. And, you know, his favorite rapper being Big Daddy Kane, like that, that stuff is very interesting to me. Cause it's like, I like to know like about the person. Yeah. Himself. And I think my favorite part of it was, it was seeing the, the funeral at the end it was like seeing all those people in the streets celebrate, not mourning him, but celebrating him. And his mom and how emotional his mom got when like she saw that. And I thought it was pretty cool that she said, I've only listened to his albums once and, and that's it. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to listen to it once. And that was it. I thought that was a, a pretty uh, cool part of it. But it was just nice to to kind of get to know this stuff. Because like Kyle said, like we're, we're a little bit behind. We're a little bit younger. So we didn't get to appreciate her stuff. I know when I was like growing up playing sports, I would always play hypnotized at least once before a baseball game or a soccer game or something like that. Oh, yes. You always get me hyped up. So like knowing the backstory of Biggie and knowing uh, the history and everything, I-, I thought it was just a really cool documentary. Just overall, Kyle, I think you, you kind of hit something on everything kind of going in different places at different times, but I, I think it kind of keeps you like interested in it too. It's like, Oh, I didn't know that, you know, he was interested in jazz, uh, jazz musician or a jazz musician came to him and like saw that he had potential yeah. in music or like, Something that caught my ear was when he's when somebody said, I forgot who it was, that he couldn't fall asleep without country music on. It's like when you look yeah. at Biggie Smalls, you don't. Yeah, that that caught me, too. I was like, wait, what? And I, I thought I heard it wrong. So I rewound it. Yeah, I, it, it was. I mean, it was just cool. It was just like stuff like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know this. Like, because, again, I'm not a diehard Biggie fan. I, I love his music, but it's like I'm not like really really into him but just knowing all the stuff it's like wow it makes you appreciate his music more and his story more too and 
yeah. you know, it just sucks because he he would he could still be rapping like today, man. Like, yeah. it's 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 tough. It sucks, but it's a, it was a beautiful story overall. And I think you guys both said it. Like his mom being in the in the story and kind of giving her side of it and and everything. I thought that was really really like uh, it was an emotional part, but it was very cool and very touching. So something that we, you know, normally we, obviously we discuss things before we get on to kind of know our direction, uh, but something that kind of popped up to me um, while we were, we were doing this topic real quick before we move on to the next one. Um, obviously, because, you know, with, you know, Biggie being a little bit before your time, I'm going to assume that he might not be in your guys' top five um, rappers of all time. Now, remember people, this is a preference thing. So don't get mad at us because if we, if we pick five different people that aren't the same as yours. Uh, but what I wanted to get is, is your guys' top five rappers of all time oh. as it currently stands. Now I know it's kind of oh. on the spot. So if you can't give five, Ooh. if you can't give five, we'll go with three. Okay. Oh. Kyle, you, go ahead, Kyle. Absolutely not. You, you go first. <laughs> okay. okay. You give me some time. Now you I got to, I got to go through my discography. And no, no, for me in no particular order, uh, Hove is my guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Biggie is definitely up there. Like I, I love Biggie's music because as I got older, I started to listen to more and more of it. So I got to appreciate it more. Um, Biggie, Hove. Oh my gosh. Yo, Paul, you're killing me. I know. I know. I know it was, it just kind of popped to me. See my, my top five is probably going to irritate some people because I'm going to throw people in there because this is a personal preference. We know Paul, yeah, Paul, since you, you brought this up, you give it your, your five. All right. So, so Jay-Z, uh-huh. yeah, Biggie, uh-huh. Kendrick Lamar, okay, Fabulous, and Eminem. Eminem, oh, I, I like Eminem a lot. Again, this is personal preference, but like, yeah, it's, um, I can right on the you. outside. Right uh, on the outside is like I could I could flip I could flip Lil Wayne and Eminem, but that's yeah. that's a personal thing of where when I grew up in high school and mm-hmm. you know when you were doing a lot of things that that I won't mention on the podcast and you're listening to music. Oh, um, Paulie was skipping curfew and coming home late. Ooh. I never had a curfew. I just didn't show up anywhere. Oh, uh, school. Mr. Popular. Um, what a, what a sorry. badass ladies. He used to, when he used to say recycle, he used to throw it right in the trash. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I but yeah, be- no, that's, I like fabulous because you, fab fab has a lot of punchlines and I'm a big punchline guy. Yeah. Um, so that's why I've always loved Fab, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, Fab's trash," and they clown him and stuff. I like never that. liked him. I'll tell you that straight up. I never liked. No, a Fab. lot of a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people it's don't. Either, it's, it's, like it's, I there's I said, no in between. Is, you either like him or you hate him. Yeah, there is no age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, but there's so many people like if you do a top five. If you do a top five, there's so many people you leave out, um, and things like that. So. So that's mine, and like I said, I don't want—I don't need people coming at me because I picked who I picked. That's that's a personal preference, guys. Like if I if I were to pick artists, like Halsey's going to be on my list. So like let's like in number one. So so, but that's mine. If you guys, what we'll do is is maybe like later in the week we can kind of post what they are on Twitter. No 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 no. So we I, I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna, gonna, I'm, right committing. Now. I'm committing. Here we go. All right, okay, this is mine. Okay, this is mine. I've got Kanye West. Okay. Because okay. uh, I, old I, I Kanye, I'm, old Kanye, dude. Uh, yes, and then and we're going back to that 2008 era. I'm talking about like we had Little Wayne, where he was just yeah. fucking pink polo animal, Kanye, yeah, animal. Um, oh god, now it's gonna get tough. Uh, See, that's were ready. I th- I thought I was too, and then I'm thinking on it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know what? No, maybe not. Because I, you know, if we talk about Eminem, right? Like Eminem in that that there was an era where he was just in 
fucking like freaking fucking fucking fuck insane, dude. He was. <laughs> That's nuts. what I'm saying. Like, like that era that like, and you could also say in that era you had Fifty Cent too. Like Fifty Cent was. Uh, like G Unit was, was, yeah, they I were the shit. Give It to Die is one of the one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. yeah, like so if you if you, that's why top five is tough because it, I feel like it always shit. Like I I it's wouldn't put Eminem. Yeah, like I'm just gonna say I can't even do Kanye because Kanye's latest stuff sucks and it's just like, oh, like you know what this is. This is too tough. This is honestly too tough. And you know what? I think we we do. I All think right, we should, well, we should definitely not even joking. We should definitely give this this subject its own its own episode because uh, we could. I could honestly sit here and debate who, what, why, when. Yeah. Um, we should give this like more respect. I think. Yeah. No. You know what? And and I might actually change mine if we have some more time. Cause that Dude, and that's right the thing the is, you're gonna think on it too. You're gonna be like, yeah. Ah, yeah cause yeah. when I think on it, I'm probably gonna remove Eminem. And- Exactly, exactly, dude. What so. you Eminem this <laughs> decade has been garbage. Like Eminem last decade. Oh, for sure. I mean, hey, like well, we're we're talking about that 2008 that era right there when Lil Wayne, Kanye, we had Drake drop, um, and Nicki was kind of on the scene, and we had all these guys like you know, and then well, the, the birth Wayne, of that... Kid Cudi, and then you had all this other stuff. Yes. It's like that was. My... The golden era of hip hop, in my opinion. my junior and senior year of high school, when Lil Wayne went on that tear with the oh Harder Two God. and all the mixtapes, like that. That's you know what, like my top five. I'm I'm moving I'm moving Eminem out and put Lil Wayne in because now I'm going back to that time frame. You guys so probably have we might have to have, dedicate. You guys have probably better like inside than me because I was always an R and B head more than I was a, a hip hop. Well, yeah. So I was like, and me in high school, like I was really cool. I was listening to like Neo. I was listening to like Omar. Well, I was listening to Neo. Come on now. You like, that, was, that was my, like, that was my preference. Really. That's why like, I mean, as most people know, like I'm, I'm a weekend guy. Like the weekend's my, I'm not Yeah, a- I'm a big weekend guy too. I love Saturday and Sunday. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Jeez, that dad oh, I'm going to crop that out. I hope that doesn't make the final cut. Oh boy! No, but <laughs> all right, yeah, all right, <laughs> all right, guys. We we gotta go on to the next topic. Um, uh, what we're gonna discuss is is Drake dropped. I mean, can we consider it an EP basically because it was three tracks? I um, I want to I want to say it's a sampler. I, I, I like okay. you know what I mean, like a sample platter. That's what we'll call it. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like yeah. sample hours. Because sample hours. all right, well that don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Yeah. Like no, both <laughs> you with the dad jokes. Now you just jeez. Oh oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah no drake dropped a dropped a sampler um before certified lover boy is is expected to come out obviously that's gotten pushed back a couple times so we're not exactly sure of the release date um i need it badly um i know that kyle i know kyle for sure is gonna have some interesting takes in regards to drake so i'll let i'll let him go first and then jordan and then we'll circle back to me yeah yeah jordan take a backseat here bud all right so (laughs) so right off the top I'm just going to talk about lemon pepper freestyle because that's what we all came here for, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh. lemon pepper freestyle is is stellar, and I'm going to say that right off the bat. I, I love that that track. Him and Rick Ross, they just you know they don't miss. I think when oh. we're at a you know over the last decade, they have dropped a lot of bangers together. Um, but then when we get outside of the lemon pepper freestyle, I think we got a lot a couple of mid tracks here. I think they're very mid. Um, the wants and needs, it's okay. I think the beats okay. Um, I've never had a, I've never cared for little baby. I, I, I don't care. Oh, that hurts my heart. I, I'm sorry. I just think he, he, he literally sounds the same. It's, it's almost. But that's that's hip hop now though. That is I, really well, that's fair. Now. 
that's fair. But when, when I was growing up, it was always like, how are you going to evolve? Right. Like, yeah. and it's kind of ironic coming from a guy who loves Travis Scott, right? Like I love Travis Scott, but he does yeah. the same shit all the time. But I've also, you know, I, I don't like Lil baby just sits here and just drones on a beat for like, he could have the hardest beat in the world. And then he just drones on it for the next three minutes and 35 seconds. And I'm just kind of like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, and then I thought the what's next track was another mid, a mid pack. Like I, I, I yeah. think, I think we got one banger, one summer track that we're going to go into the summer with. And then I think, well, I, I don't even know if it's going to make it to the summer. We're, we're like the beginning of March now. <laughs> like it's going to, yeah. it, it needs some longevity there. Lasting power. I, I think wants uh, and needs and what's next are, are they're We're going to forget about them in a couple of weeks, but lemon pepper is going to stick around for a, a little bit. You're going to hear it in a bunch of cars when you go outside. Um, it, it's oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, What's next, like, uh, and then Jordan, I'll let you go. Like, I feel like what's next had the potential to mm-hmm. be a banger, and and it, and it just it was missing something. I, yeah. I'm not, I, I can't put my finger on what what it was missing, but like, but like, I was listening to it um when I was in the air when I was flying yesterday, and I was I like, get oh. it. you went on vacation, we get it. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but I was listening, like, and I was vibing to it, but I was like waiting for it to to get to the next level, and it never did. Yeah. Um. And that was that's what I feel. But le- obviously, Lemon Pepper far and away, and is and that that better be on his album because he could. I mean, obviously, you know, when it comes to radio singles and things like that. But like again, like we like you said, Rick Ross and, and Drake don't miss. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely gonna be on the the album. Like if it, if it's it's gonna be popping off for a little bit, right? Like that's what they do. You guys heard the story where they they like songs that do well. They put them on the album to kind of to increase that rating yeah. in front of the label's eyes and, and stuff like sense. that. Right. Um, yep. So that's definitely going to be on the album. I, I have no doubt, but uh, I I'm kind of, so I would, after Scorpion, I was kind of like, I was done with Drake for, to be honest with you. I was never really into Drake to begin to begin with. I thought he had, all right, well, this is going to, this is going to go off the rails here. If I start talking about this, but to, to give you an idea why I, I have a hard time with Drake is that his album, like he drops a bunch of bangers. A lot of songs we'll listen to, we'll, we'll love you go to the clubs they're playing. That's what you like. Um, I thought when he makes an album and we're going to see it with probably certified lover boy here, I don't think he has um, kind of a, a vision when he makes an album. And I, I think his, when he puts the tracks in a track listing, I sometimes feel like there's, there's, the consistency is that's where you start to see his consistency dip a little bit. I think outside of his bangers and then those, you know, one-off R and B tracks, he, he has a hard time just keeping it going for a full album. And I would like to see that happen, but I, you know, I've just never seen it. Like even with, um, uh, if you're reading this, this, it's too late, which a lot of people consider his, his best project. Again, it, we have those hits or misses that kind of drag it down a little bit. I think if he gets a little, a tighter focus, on his albums, I, I have no doubt, you know, he's going to drop a classic at one point. But I think he needs to – I think sometimes he needs to just – you know what I mean? Like, focus. Give me a good solid 12 tracks that you are just going to absolutely shit all over and drop some freaking bangers, dude. Sorry. Yeah, we don't need the tw- we don't need the 21 tracks. Give us 12 and yeah. 13 and give us more substance. Listen, and, I – And let it flow. Dude, I'm with, I'm with you there, by the way. I'm t- I don't want to see 21 tracks. Like, if I look at the track list and I see 21 tracks, I'm not excited. Nobody gets, who, who gets excited for 21 tracks? Health does. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> because this is what happened with um, – so Playboy Cardi, I, I see – I love Playboy Cardi. But his, like, his one his, – not his most recent one, the one before that. I played that shit all the time, dude. All the time. It was a banger. 
But again, it, it was too long. And, and I saw when he dropped the, the track list for his latest album, I saw like it was like 23 tracks. I was like, bro, there's like you are a one dimensional rapper. I am I am not going to sit through 21 tracks of this shit. Like, I know for a fact you're going to put a bunch of stinkers in it. And then I'm going to end up picking out like 10 tracks and putting them in their own little playlist. Right. That's right. what these artists need to do. That's what they need to do. I'm, I'm off on a tangent again. But you get what I'm saying. I know. I, yeah, it's it, no, you're good, Jordan. What about you? How'd you feel about the tracks? I mean, the one thing I disagree with you, I liked what what's next a lot. Like, I mean, putting Lemon Pepper Freestyle on its own thing, I I I vibed with it. Like, I immediately when this stuff came out the next morning, I went out and I was driving my car and I put it in, and you know, I I felt the vibe and I felt the energy. So this this morning, morning. Oh, definitely a vibe for sure. So this morning yeah. you were driving your car listening to it. <laughs> no, no, no. I said when when it came out, like it came out at midnight. And then the next morning, I, I always listen to the music when it uh, drops. I always listen yeah. to my car because I'm always driving in the morning. And it was definitely like a vibe. And I definitely picked up a good, like, solid energy with it. The yeah. wants and needs was okay. Like, I wasn't like, but it, it was good. I mean, it was a vibe. But it wasn't like, oh, I need to listen to this again. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, you guys kind of, like, summed it up. Like, him, <laughs> and Ro- him and Ross on a track is just like MJ Scotty. It's like, yeah. like two goats. Just It's just, it's. On, it's almost unmatched like it's so they're so good together but i mean like wh- i like what's next a lot like i do like that's something that can get me fired up and get me motivated like if i'm gonna go to the gym like that's something that that'll get me fired up for me like i know you guys kind of like were if, if you're on it it was definitely a banger to me so i like for i like two of the three songs the, the wants and needs wasn't bad it just wasn't like anything that i will listen to again probably yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, no, I definitely w- and and see, here's the thing though, like when when Khaled and Drake dropped Pop Star in Greece, I didn't really like Greece the first two listens, and I, then when I heard Greece in the car, because the first times I listened to it, it was on my phone. Then I put Greece in the car, and I had the windows down, and I was vibing, and it totally changed the song for me. So that, see, I, 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 I don't think I I've can, ever heard that song. I, I didn't like reason. I didn't like Greece. I I, just, I couldn't get now I couldn't get into it. I tried and I just could. It just it didn't stick with me. It's, I tried the same thing. Paul. I just, I put it in the car and I put the windows down. And everything. It just didn't. I was like, eh. It was just a big meh for me. That's fine. I, I got actually. And, and you've never. Heard I don't Greece? think I've ever heard it. Well, yeah. That that blows my mind. So you're gonna have to do that. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like in in the background looking it up. I'm like, why have I not heard that song? And you know what's funny is I pro- might have you know I probably did hear it at some point. That's just how music goes, right? Like if it doesn't, yeah. it, it probably did. Oh, gr- bro, I'm over here typing grease like fucking uh, the stuff you put uh, like. On, no, it's the country. Oh, you're spelling the grease country. Wrong. I've heard grease. Then never mind, man. I'm over here thinking, why are they talking? And, and Paulie over here, like, I put, I put grease yeah, on the yeah. car. Yeah, Drake, like, oh. Drake, uh, Drake is in the new, the new live action uh, grease uh, film, guys, and he decided to release. The song. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, but, I definitely uh, didn't on like now. Grease. I definitely didn't like grease. Now I'm looking at it. Not the country. Okay. <laughs> oh, <but laughs> yeah, no, I love Greek food, but that's Entire another topic for another day. <laughs> we're going to get that one viewer now, from that country and they're going to be like, God damn it. So do we, we, as we both, we, all three of us discussed that, like obviously Drake and Ross never miss. So something that we all, I, I believe all agree on is that we need like how Drake and future did their, their double album or their collab album. I think Drake and Rick Ross need to get in the lab together and put something out because every, every track these two are on together is just automatic heat. And, and I know you guys feel the same way. Uh, yeah. No. 
No. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. I disagree um, 100%. And, uh, Jordan, I'm stealing your thunder again. I, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> oh, I misunderstood. I misunderstood the chat earlier, so that's on me. So, please go. Curveball. Yeah, so um, I, I'm surprised you missed this. I actually got into an ar- – uh, not an argument, but a debate with Ryan. Well, um, but listen – I've been on, you know, I've been on and off the phone. So, I mean, I've been going through the takes about how Jude had two beers and got drunk and hung over. So there's been <laughs> a lot of catching up for me. There's been so much content in our group chat, guys. There's like 15 of us in there. And if you, <laughs> it, I woke up to 296 text messages this morning and I did not read them all. Dude, <laughs> I've been there, Paulie. There's times I'll have a, like a couple meetings back to back at work. And then I'll literally look at my phone and it says 400 or something like that. And I'm like, either Jude said something stupid. Or, or there's like an overall debate going on, and I just try to scroll through it. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, so I missed that. So I misunderstood that yeah. part. So now I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say. So, all right. So I'm gonna get into this. I, I personally think this logic is sound, and I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be people who agree with me on this. But I don't think that Art, like, we have a decade of work between Ross and Drake getting on tracks together, and they just go, they're, they're fire. But this is the thing: is it's over a course of a decade, right? So these. These one-offs, right, they, they sound hot because they're both probably in a creative zone where they're just like, hey, this, let's do this, let's do this, and it works. The problem is, is when you put them into a studio together and you're like, let's force 12, 13 tracks in a row, I think you're going you're gonna to have a lot of mid in there. And we with had this, Khaled, with more Khaled. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's why I think we get hung up on this, oh, man, they should, these artists should make an album together because I think personally from my experience – Every time we forced two artists who have two different thought processes and, you know, flow and like they just, we force them together, we force them to make an album. It never comes out the way we want it. Like we, we wanted to force Travis Scott and Quavo to make an album. It stunk. I think I got like three songs off that album that are, I still play to this day. Everything else was a pack. I did not like it. I, yeah, I did not I'm with like you. it at all. And, yeah, I, yeah. and you know me, I love Travis and I love Migos and, and Quavo. So like, yeah. it was just bad. Yeah, it was just, I, again, that was what I mean. Like, it, it probably was forced. And if they had worked on that shit for a couple of years, maybe, and then they brought it out, that then it would have worked. Uh, but I think the the forcing of this stuff just doesn't work. And like the Future and, and Drake album was terrible too, uh, because okay. it just felt like two different, like styles, styles just yeah. they just clashed right so they, they might sound good once in a while on a on an like a song together like you know what i mean then you put them on the album and you're, you're just kind of like like i'm pretty sure stylistically if i remember this correctly we had future on the one side going like i'm gonna fuck your bitch fuck your bitch in some gucci flip-flops and then you got drake over here who's just like i miss you girl i miss you girl and i'm like what the fuck are we talking about gentlemen like what are we talking about here Kyle, don't you that? So you're right about the the Drake and Future thing. It was two completely different styles. Don't you think yeah. with Ross and Drake, it'll kind of there's kind of like a hype up energy vibe kind of for both of them, kind of styles for both of them. I, so, so I think I think, like, I think put, their styles mesh well. Like I agree with that. But the problem is, is the, they're 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 like ten for ten now or whatever it is. It's like um. It's like when two all-stars go join the same team, and then all of a sudden it's just like, wow, why aren't they putting up as many points as they, we thought they would, blah, blah, blah. That's what my, uh, my thought process is. is like, I think it very rarely works out, and I, I think they're just doing so well separately, and then they kind of come together once in a while, make a banger, and then go away, do their own thing. I think that works better for them. They're going to get the sales regardless because, if, because they've, they've had so many great collabs together that people are going to be so excited about this, so it's going to be a lot of hype for them. So I get it like it's a risk. 
but I think I think there's a good chance. Like, I, and I, I'm with you there, and I know it's gonna sell. It'll sell. Like, well, here yeah. the two all stars add Khaled on the production. You got a big three, and then DJ Khaled does nothing. He does everything. You shut your mouth. Yeah, just because you look everything. like him does not mean you get the <laughs> you're gonna the fucking say this guy's the best. He's he's like he I, is the best. He tells you all the time. I don't know. I, I, I tell I, you, I'm six five all the time. It doesn't mean shit. I'm five eleven. Jeez, I'm sorry. I, honestly, I seriously, I think they, we should give it a shot. Like I do. I think that they. Uh, should, I, 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 agree. I think it'll be. I, mean, I think it'll be good. I I, I get where you're coming from because we saw because everybody was like Drake and Future. Oh my gosh! Like this is gonna, and it just flopped like big yeah. time. I, I think this is just totally different because I think these guys just mesh so well together. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to be against it, right? Like, not, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, music. Ah. <laughs> I, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it, and I'll be fine with it. But I also don't think it's going to work out the way people think it's going to work out. That's, the, that's, that's kind of where I'm standing on that. It's like, I just, I think we're going to force these two guys into a booth, and then it's going to be like, ah, oh, this stinks. Yeah. No, it, it's, a, it's, it's a risk. It's fair. Hey, but listen, I, scare I, money. I hope don't... we get it. I hope we get it so we can figure it out. <laughs> scare money don't make money, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> oh fine. <laughs> so, so um, Anderson Peck and, and, and Bruno Mars, which we talked last week, were going to be dropping their, their, their collab album, but they dropped their single. Um, the group that they called each other Silk Sonic, um, they dropped the single Leave the Door Open. This is such a funky vibe. Um, I love everything about it. Um, they actually released, yeah, so smooth. They actually released a video, um, where they're, you know, they're playing instruments and stuff, which is, which is a vibe to me too. Um, I mean, we talked about it last week is like, they, they were two different kind of funky, funky guys with their different kind of range of funk. And I think that if this song is any precursor, um, to what the album's going to be like, we are in for an absolute funky treat. This this is just a feel good song. Um, I listened to it um, actually in, in the car today. Uh, it actually came out serious, and so put the music up and the windows down. It was perfect. Um, it it's just so smooth. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Kyle, I'll take this one because this is right up my alley. Both Bruno and Pac. It's just like oh, everything about it. The instrumentals about it. Bruno's lyrics, just the lyrics, everything was just so perfect to me. And it's just got a great, like, summertime vibe for me, too. Like, I was in the car listening to it, shoulders shimmy and all that stuff. Like, it just felt so – seriously, it felt like the first day of summer. Like, that song was just so smooth yeah. and fun and just uh, – it had me excited. It did. And it, if this is just a small sample of what we're going to get for an entire album, I think we're going to be in for a real treat here. I, I'm so excited for this. I think this song is going to do wonders this year. Like it's going to blow up everywhere. Um, I I love this song. I, I don't know how much more I can say on it, Kyle. You know, I'm sure you agree with us, or are you going to throw us for no- and throw another curveball at us? Um, I I mean, I mean it was. I thought it was good. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Right. I was just kind of like, this is a bop. This is a bop. But. Um, what we talked about last week, we were like, how are they going to form this stylistically? And it sounded like they kind of had Anderson Pac get the tone and the funkiness from Anderson Pac's kind of style. And then Bruno was going to kind of force himself into that. So uh, right off the rip, it didn't sound like square peg round hole. It sounded kind of like circular square, right? Like it was kind of like mm-hmm. it didn't didn't sound like a bruno track right like it sounded like anderson pock 
with a hint of Bruno Mars, right? Like I, so that's why I'm thinking that album is going to sound like it's going to be like, let's take Anderson Pox sound, his stylistic funk, make a whole album out of it. And then let's just throw Bruno on there. Let's like, let's get that super sultry Bruno Mars voice in there. Um, and I don't think it's going to work the whole album. Uh, I just don't. Um, Unless what? they, yeah, they, unless they go back and forth. Wow! Like, oh, jeez, dude. But this is the thing I was trying to say. Sonically, they're two different guys, and I think it works on these little one-off songs. Now I'm kind of gonna, I want to see how it works throughout the majority of the album. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just my. That's jeez, dude. Wow, that that that's hurts. Just, I mean, yeah. I, if I didn't have my, if I didn't have my big bozo energy picked out for this week, I might have just made it Kyle. But that's all right. Too, that's, that's all right. Jeez. That's all right. This that's all right. So, and this is yeah. not, by the way, this because I know I got a lot of we got a lot of complaints about us like agreeing on everything. This is not staged. Kyle actually, yeah, like, no. like means what he's saying here, and it's just yeah, absolutely troubling to be honest. Yeah, no, that this this is actually really, really freaking shocking. So um segueing into our big bozo energy segment. Um my my big bozo this week, everybody's everybody's favorite top uh uh segment for, for our show. Uh we get a lot of good feedback on it. Can we um, do Jude again? Can we just all do Jude again? Like that was no, fun. <laughs> no, we, we it was it was a blast, but we gotta kinda get back to normal today. So so mine this week is gonna be if if you haven't heard about this, it's about um, the former Nike VP who who had to resign, Ann Hebert, uh, because her 19-year-old son, was who had a reselling sneaker business, uh, was purchasing full-size runs, if not more, uh, of the of the sneakers, um, and and reselling them, and and you know it admitted that she knew. I mean, obviously, he wasn't spending $132,000 on her credit card without her knowing. Um, and how he was getting them, obviously, um, you know, it was easy for him to run his business. Um, he was making money hand over fist. Um, if if not, a lot of people are familiar uh, when the Nike Air Mags released uh, many years ago, he came in con. Now, these these sneakers resell for thousands of dollars. Um, he had his hands on six pairs um, and he said he found them in an empty storage unit. Um, so a lot of more stories are coming to light. Um, I used to work uh, for a, for a uh, a sneaker company. Um, obviously, it's a well known company. I'm not going to say their name, but I worked for them for 12 years. Um, so the 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 buying and reselling market has been crazy for years, uh, but it's kind of gotten to be an issue over the years. So once the the way that they Nike changed the way people handle releases, um, everything's a raffle. Whether you go to a, a a store now or you try to do it through the sneakers app. And obviously what was happening is people weren't able to get size runs during the sneakers app uh, because this kid was buying a lot of the sneakers. So I don't know what's going to come into place um, legal wise. Uh, but to me, I, I don't know much about legal sides, but to me, this is kind of like insider trading to me, if you will. Um, and I think that some kind of jail time needs to be put in place uh, because obviously she was making sure her son was getting sneakers to fund his company um, when lots of people were missing out on size runs. I mean, I, I know for me specifically over the years, I've taken so many L's on the sneakers app of trying to just get sneakers that it's gotten to the point where I've just given up um, a retro one Carolina blue release today. And it was another, this is the quickest I've ever had an L on the app. Um, so at least it's, it's faster telling me that I lost. Um, but for them to, to kind of corner the sneaker market and kind of take advantage of what was going on. And we know that there's issues with bots and everything. Um, but that's my big bozos of the week and Hebert and her son uh, because of what they've done to the sneaker community. 
All right. Jordan? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's it's a passionate thing. We we could tell. Uh, Anyway, moving forward. (laughs) Uh, You want to go, Kyle, or you want me to go? No, you go ahead, sir. Okay, so um, for my NBA heads that are listening, you watched the Lakers-Suns game the other day. It was a good, it was a very good game. Um, but you know, of course, like most NBA games, the refs have to make it about themselves and, um, Devin Booker got ejected for pretty much no reason. And it just kind of, it kind of ruins the game. Like it's, it's, and honestly, it's, it's almost in every sport where the officials, the refs try to make it about themselves. They try to make it a show for them. We're not here to watch you guys. Like we're here to watch these amazing athletes play sports and you got to sit there and take one of the best players out of the game and completely change the game because you were sensitive about it. So my big bozo of the week isn't just the ref who threw out Devin Booker. It's officiating in general. So oh, that's a good one. That's that's my big bozo of the week is officiating overall. Kyle? All right. Mine's going to be short, sweet, to the point. Um, this week they <laughs> voted on raising minimum wage to $15 an hour, and it did not pass. Um, and there is a video, which I'm sure some of you have seen, uh, one of the, I, I wish I remember the name of the person. It, it's, it, it keeps escaping my mind and I probably should have grabbed it, but they had a video of the person giving a sarcastic thumbs down. Um, and it, it, that, you know, when I find out what the hell their name is, they're my big bozo of the week. And, uh, <laughs> and just, just the fact, you know, a lot of people are struggling and I think raising the minimum wage, you know. I can go on a diatribe about it. I think it's good. It needs to happen. And just, you know, showing that you don't give a shit about the American population is just, you know, that's, that's just big bozo energy IMO. Uh, But that's Uh, it for me. I agree. So everybody make sure you're following not only our podcast, uh, but the middle initial podcast and all in with Kevin Lewis. We are all part of the Ascension Podcast Network. Uh, we've got many big things coming for you, including a website and merchandise. Uh, so make sure you're staying and rocking with us. Yes, sir. Peace.